everyone, welcome to another episode of Church Talks. I have one of the best friends of my whole life, Ashley Johnson, in the house. Give it up for Ashley Johnson. Wow. Thank Woo! you. I'm I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. I oh my beforehand. <laughs> Wait, why are you nervous? Well, I don't know. I don't know what we're likely to talk about. So I just was nervous and Gosh, you know me very well, don't you? Yeah. To say when that- you said <laughs> anything, I was like, Oh, okay. So let me just let me just get myself ready because I don't know I don't know what that could be. That could be we could really go from west to east, you know. From west, east to west. From east to west, west to east. But never yeah. north to south, you know, because yeah. you know, never those. There's two reasons why we are friends, okay? Mm-hmm. And and they both start with J. Do you know what those two J's are? Well, Jesus is one, I feel like, and yep. the other I don't know. I'm I'm quizzing you right here. What is another, another very J? common ground that we have? Java? Like coffee? <laughs> God, no, first of all, I would never call it Java. <laughs> uh, what who is the yeah. band that we both love? Oh, Johnny Swim. Johnny freaking Swim, man. Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure you are the reason why I even know that Abner and Amanda exist. Abner and Amanda are Johnny Swim, for anybody who doesn't know. Pretty sure you're the reason. So thank you for that because it has completely changed my life. They've they've changed my world. They've changed my parents' lives. They've changed everyone around me around me lives. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're so good. They are. And I just feel like they they don't get the hype that they deserve. Now they are growing. I will I will say like they are growing and I think like every day more and more people listening to them, but yeah. Right. They were so good. They're, They're so, good. so good. And sometimes I wonder if they if they don't want to be as known as they could be. Like, you hmm. know, sometimes I wonder, like, do they just want to kind of be still a family in Burbank, California? And, oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and not yeah. have all the hype. So, but they are so good. So for anyone listening that does not know about Johnny Swim, your homework right now is to go look up Johnny Swim. And mm-hmm. I mean, probably the best song, Ashley, would you say Diamonds still? Oh, yeah. Diamonds is will always be always like always be a fan favorite that or ooh, villains is a good one. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I love so bridges. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And I think one of the, the most um, like, I don't know, I just I love the music and the the like grit of the song take a number oh yeah that's a good one it's a a really good one and he breaks out some spanish in the song it's just i mean the musicality the vocals the lyrics everything i'm just like i love that one um do you have any other favorites that you just want to throw out for any of the listeners here to go and listen to holla 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 is a good one that's a fun one it is um they've got a lot of sweet like sweet whisk you away songs like mm-hmm. um Paris well, I mean, in June oh that's yeah. a good one such a good one and take the world I mean yeah. so your sister who is also a great friend of mine who married another great friend of mine Winfrey <laughs> Bruce Locust Jr um <laughs> you know otherwise known as Worm uh they actually had that song played in their wedding 
and mm-hmm. um, that we were both in. And yep. it is now my parents. Like that song is like my parents. I it wouldn't say their their theme song by any means, but they love that song. Like sometimes I will go to my parents' house and they'll be like dancing to that in the living room. I love it's, that. It's really cute. <laughs> I love that. So, so thanks to you, not only do I know about Johnny Swim, but now they do as well. And they love them. Yeah. Oh, but, I love that. <laughs> yes. So Jesus and Johnny Swim, the two J's mm-hmm. um, that bring us together. And there's a whole lot of other things, but I think those are the, um, the top two. And yeah. I just, I just love it. And so Ashley, mm-hmm. here, here's, here's the first question for you. Okay. This is, this is a tough one. Okay. Okay. Why do you love me? Why do I love you? That is, that's not a tough question. Why why is that not a tough question? No, that's not a tough question. You're you're easy to love. You're easy to love. Mm. I think I I love you. Wow. It's an easy question, <laughs> but I'm thinking of like reasons why I love you. And I'm like, I love you because you're always the same person with everybody. Like, there's never a moment where I'm like, I don't think that's who she really is. Like, she's going to really pull the wool over her eyes in a minute. And she's <laughs> going to really show us who she is. Now, I think that you you are consistent in who you are. And you're unapologetic in that. So, like, there's never a question of anybody having to be like, oh, can we trust her with that? Is she gonna, is she gonna turn and be like, like somebody else or, or something gonna come out that we didn't already know? I think you're upfront about who you are to begin with, like with anybody, like we went to Johnny Swim and we literally <laughs> made friends and like, I, I'm friendly, but like you're another level of friendly where you meet people wherever you go. And like, that's, and your, then we're, like, we're suddenly friends for the rest of our lives. Literally, like, like now we are like follow these people on Instagram. We're invested in their lives, dude. Their the Grays, careers. yes, that's how CJ so, like, and Cassie Gray. Shout out to the Grays at yeah. on Instagram at We Are the Grays, G R A E S. I'm going to see them for their first like headlining, whatever you want to call it, in November in Wilmington. So you should that. you should probably go. I love that. Yeah. So that oh. was a that was a thing. We were in line for Johnny Swim and we made friends. Yeah. Let's we talk about let's talk about what we were doing in line that made us make friends with him. Let's talk about well, that. Well, it was more so what you were doing in line because I was just a motivator. That that was my role in this. <laughs> but you were making a sign for them, which first off, I have never been to a show or a concert where I've made a sign. So that was I haven't either. Swear, yeah. I haven't either. That was the first one. So that's why this is even so much more of a monumental moment. Yeah, and then I could hear people, like, as you were making the sign, like, what is she doing? Like, oh, she's making a sign. That's so nice. Why do you make me think about that? <laughs> and then the Grays were literally right beside us while this was happening. So then they watched they watched all of our dreams get crushed, which, yep. uh, that was sad. That was a sad moment. But they made that better because they were also upset with us. So we just love, we love feeling vindicated. We love that. We yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. The people around me, they were like, oh, this girl's serious. She brought her own, like, marker cup. Yes. And I did. did. Scissors I had a, and all. I had scissors and a cup full of markers, and I had a piece of cardboard, and I did a double-sided sign. Yeah. Like, it was two, and it, it had, like, 
like artistic. I mean, I, I drew like pictures on it. It wasn't just words. And the security guards told me that I couldn't take it in, that I could only take like the size of a piece of paper. So then what did the people in line with me rally around me to do? They were like, yeah. oh, we're going to cut this sound into like in pieces. <laughs> pieces. We'll, we'll smuggle it in our pockets. Yeah, and I tried that. And then the security guards were pretty much jerks um, yeah, and told me that that was, tough. that was tough. It's okay, though. We still love them. And I ended up not cutting up the sign. I actually left it on Johnny Swim's uh, tour bus windshield. Which is and, almost better. <laughs> you know, so they got to take it with them. And yeah. they actually called it out in the middle of the concert. They were yeah. like, they were like, who's the one that left the sign on our windshield? And I like raised my hand and they were like, okay, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, but how many people make signs, you know? Like, I people mean, don't do that anymore. No one, I know. But and I was trying. I was trying to should. stand out. They should make signs. It was, it was a good one. But yeah, so we made friends there in that line. And I mean, shoot, we've gone to, um, like, we went to Forward Conference in Atlanta. We took we've a road trip so down there. We've been so many places. Like, I'm, I'm thinking now, like, how long I've known you, how long we've been friends. And it's been a minute. Like, it's been a minute. We've, <laughs> we've, we've been, done a lot of things. We've done a lot of things. We've been through a lot of seasons together. And Gosh. that's kind of wild to think about because it does not feel that long ago, but it also kind of does feel that long ago. I know. I don't know exactly how many years it's been, but I want to say it was somewhere around like 2015 or 2016. Yeah. That, um, mm-hmm. that you and Alicia started coming to the church and mm-hmm. um, and y'all got involved with youth ministry and that's when I was youth pastoring and y'all were like seriously like my my if, I was gonna say my right hand women but I guess I have a right hand and a left hand I don't know if two people can be on the right hand <laughs> I think it was just the three of us to go see Bethel at Liberty and um, yes. man we got yes. right on the stairs like we were right on the stage mm-hmm. and uh Gosh, that was incredible too. I think there was one point where I just kind of laid prostrate on the stage. Yeah, because I I was in college at the time. Yeah, and and I had bought tickets because I remember seeing the um the advertisement for the the worship night on on Facebook, and I was like, oh, I'm going to this mm-hmm. period. And I bought a ticket, and um, I told my sister about it, and I was like, yeah, this is where I'm going. And I remember, like, after my last class, she called and was like, so you heading over now? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to, like, get dinner before. And as soon as I got to my dorm and came out of the bathroom, <laughs> you guys were standing in my room. We were I'll like, surprise! That. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That was a wild time. That was so much fun. That was so sweet. Man, it was a good time. I know. I've had, so I've had your sister on the podcast. So she and Worm mm-hmm. were on there. I don't even know. I don't have my episodes. It's been numbered, a while. I feel but like I know it was. Um, they. I think they had just announced that they were pregnant. I think I was like one of the first Whoa. ones that they told, and um, and I, I wasn't sure if I could like say it on the podcast or I. I don't know, but it was right around that time. And now really? they have the baby. Yeah. And gosh, how old is she now? <laughs> she is. Okay, so she turned one in July. Cause you know how people are like, she's like sixteen months. She is, <laughs> hold on, it's, we're in September. Gosh, I don't know the she's birthday. Blessed. You she's should July, know this. July 2nd. Come I on do now, know. Aunt. She's born July 2nd, so she's a year old, but she is a year old and some months, so a year old has right. changed. I think she's, she is 14 months. 
she'll 14 be 15 months. months October 2nd. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, little Ella Denise Joy, is she just the joy of your life? Do you love being an aunt? I love being an aunt so much. It is so fun. <laughs> I do too. I like, uh, I just can't even, she really is the light of my life. And I think she's just so special. She's really sassy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it's so wild that babies become little people. Like, I know that that happens, but to watch it happen is really wild. Like, for her to be like, no, and like shaking her head and stuff, and then like trying to talk to us. Like, my mom the other day went over there and, um, and, and like sat with him for a while. And all of a sudden she came in, and Ella was like standing by the door looking at her. And they came and gave her a kiss. And then my mom was like, come and sit on the couch with Mimi. <laughs> and she like sat on the couch with Mimi and was like talking to her. Like, like, da-da-da-ba-ba. And like laughing. Like, like as if she was like talking about her whole day. I, I, I think that that's Not using so words. wild. Like how right. kids become little humans. I don't know. Just, it's just so funny to watch her. And she's so sweet. Oh, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. Like she, I think she likes the noise you make when you when you're about to give somebody a kiss. Like when you go, mm. I think she <laughs> likes that noise. So whenever we're like, give me a kiss, and we go, mm. she just does that over and over again. She just is so precious, and she oh gets gosh. cuter and it. cuter every day. Oh uh, well, there's no um, denying that you love being her aunt. I, I really do. Yeah, I'm so fun. <laughs> Well, okay, so you're um what are you are you twenty five yet? Are you twenty four? I I'm twenty five. Thank 25. you. Twenty five. I'm twenty four. That was nice. And you'll be you'll be twenty six um, on what Christmas yes, Day or be. Christmas Eve? Christmas Day. Christmas Day, yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, do you want kids at some point in your life? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that like like I don't ever want to have kids. I just think like I think you have to be in a very different stage of life for that. Sure. And I think sometimes, like, I know people who are like, I've only ever wanted to be a mother, but that's never been my thought in mind. Like, I only ever want to be a mom. I think it would have to take me being in like a certain stage of life, like with somebody that I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to marry you. Like, we, we're (laughs) about to like die together, me and you, and we're going to have kids. Like, I think it would take, that like having like being married to someone and be like let's make children together because wouldn't that be the wildest thing in the world but (laughs) yeah in this stage of life no (laughs) dude well I hear that I just know that like you and I not only you know Jesus and Johnny Swim have brought us together but but youth and teenagers Mm -hmm. have been a huge part of our lives I know that's what you're doing now with your job and you're around teenagers all the time. Yeah. And yes. Most, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's like, you know, the question like, do you want kids? Well, I don't know. Kids are different than teenagers. Correct? Totally. Like babies, toddlers, elementary school, going through puberty, uh-huh. like very different. Yeah. Like I would love to just have the kids at teenagers. I don't really particularly want to go through the whole like uh, elementary stage. But hmm. so what, like, what draws you to teenagers? See, I would, I would say that I am the opposite of that. See, I feel like I, I love little children. 
like elementary kids, middle school age, I feel like that's my wheelhouse, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, they're not reaching that awkward phase, you know, where they're like, oh, you know, the world revolves around me and people are always looking at me type of stage and like they get weird. Now, not all teenagers are like that, but most teenagers are kind of like, I'm a little too, a little too cool for everybody. Yeah. And that's like annoying because you're not. (laughs) But I feel like I'm, I, I'm mostly, it's easier for me to talk to kids who are like kid kids versus teenagers. Now, I think with teenagers, you have to find like what they're interested in talking about for them to like be engaged in conversation. And that's like a whole other thing, like getting to know them because they like are becoming their own people in like a very different way. I think that that's why communicating with them is different. But I don't know if it's like, I don't particularly know what it is that draws me to them I think because and I've had a conversation with a friend about this and I want to know your thoughts okay you got them because as somebody who is still in their 20s most of the time I'll be honest with you I do not feel like a 20 year old like adulthood I'd be like who let me in here and (laughs) why is nobody supervising me you know like I don't know like that's how I genuinely feel most days I just be like there are no adults around and and people are like, you are the adult. I was going like, to say, and then you realize that you're it. <laughs> like, says who? Because yeah. age, like, if I, like, how I feel my age, most of the time, I feel like I'm somewhere between 15 to 18. Right. <laughs> like, it, and, like, when people ask me how old I am, I'm like, am I 25? Because I don't feel that way. And I think, like, I think it's such a weird thing like like the like age and like youth ministry and like I think being surrounded by a lot of kids because Mm -hmm. one I think you can fall into like becoming like them or trying to like reach them in a way so you try to take on a lot of things about where they are to make yourself be more relatable and that's not that that gets dangerous because Mm-hmm. nobody in in that stage is cool like we're all looking at them like no that's not it but then like relating to them and then also being like authority is that's that's like the sweet spot like when you can relate to them but you're not their friend like you don't have to be friends with them it's something that I'm learning mm-hmm. in this stage because I think at first it was like oh like that's the way to reach them is being friends with them and I read somewhere, or I think I'd maybe listened to another podcast that was talking about like um, students and and youth ministry and and different things like that and leading well. And it was talking about this one youth pastor. There was an article on a Gospel Coalition website. Highly recommend. Um, okay. And it was talking about this this youth pastor who was very unpopular. Like, if anything, he looked like Urkel, but he <laughs> was having like a thousand kids come to his weekly Bible studies and um, people were like coming all over. Students were coming all over and he, he was preaching one simple thing, (laughs) but this is what the gospel is. And he wasn't pandering to kids, which is what I think is so important to know and, and to practice is because 
I feel like even this the the younger generations that are coming now, I think a lot of people or adults are pandering to them, which mm-hmm. is not helping. Um, it's not really it's not really getting to the root of any sort of issue or even building genuine relationship with them because they're not trusting those people who pander to them because they know that they can get what they want. And what yeah. teen isn't manipulative? I mean, let's just, <laughs> I mean, we did it. Who doesn't do it? Right. So like, and I, I think that that's really, really important to remember. Cause like, even though I don't feel like I'm 25, even though I don't feel like I'm an adult, I am. And that will never change based on how I feel. Like this is adulthood and that comes with responsibilities and I am getting older and that's okay. Like that's actually something to celebrate that I am growing in that way. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I have to be uncool and that I still can't relate or watch the TikToks that kids watch. Like I know the corn song just like anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) And but it doesn't have to be a focal point of how I do ministry either because I know the corn song. So I think that just that's perspective and that's important to remember. And it's also freeing because I don't, my life doesn't have to be filled with the same things that a teenager has in their life in order for me to have a relationship with them. It's actually better that I don't have those things because I think about like when, when I was a teenager, I just thought like, man, I wish there was somebody who, who knew what it was like on the other side that can tell me now what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, yeah. that's truly, that's discipleship. And that, that is what, what I think a lot of students need versus us to know every, every slang, every cool thing. Like there's nothing wrong with those things at all. Like inherently they're not bad, um, but they're not, they're not real like, life or or longer lasting tools they're really just like short term like you open with a corn song you know like like you <laughs> that's don't just use that as like yeah like have you heard the corn song you know like look i'm i'm gonna show my age right now and i am i am less than two weeks from 32 i don't even know what you're talking about when you say the corn song that's so okay I'm, that's okay I, that's yeah okay. I'm, but guess what i'm gonna do when we log off this podcast i'm gonna go google what the corn song is yeah <laughs> I mean as you should as you should but I mean, just know you I don't know. have to I gotta be you know, relevant <laughs> I gotta well, be relevant <laughs> I mean that's I think that that that's that's tough because I feel like like oh this is the thing that me and my friend were talking about because I feel very nostalgic in this age like I found myself being like man like when I was a kid, this was so beautiful and this was so exciting to me. Mm-hmm. And I think as an adult, and this may sound a little sad, I think we've run out of things that surprise us. And I think we've run out of like things that bring us wonder, bring things that bring us joy often. So and I think true. that's why a lot of the times life may feel very like, like just unspecial. You know what I mean? Like there'd be days they'd be like, this is un special yeah. like nothing about this but I think also too that that's like a trick of social media and I remember we were texting about this and this is why I feel indifferent about social media yes we can spy on anybody we want to spy on that's why I like it you know like I can look at anybody's life and they don't have to know that I'm looking you know what I mean like right. I can watch all their reels I can watch all their content I can look at all their pictures like 
everybody is so easily accessible to me. Like literally, I can talk to about talk to somebody on the other side of the world if I wanted to, and it would all be on one app, and all I would need is Wi-Fi. That's yep. pretty spectacular. But also to the only thing anybody ever posts on Instagram is highlight reels. And life is not like that. Yeah. Like, like every day is mundane and it is supposed to be that way for a reason. Like, so that way we know that like that, not, not that life isn't special all the time and that living isn't special, but that we can recognize special moments. And I think mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is, this is so wild because I'm going down a couple rabbit holes. Stay with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. We're with you down the rabbit holes. Me and a friend, like we majored in psychology, right? In, in college. Yeah. And we were talking about this a couple weekends ago about like the reward center in our brain and how because of the things that we're conditioned with, not just with social media, but media in general, um, a lot of the times that, that our reward center, the way that it was made to function starts to not function properly based off the things that we are 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 consuming in media like if you look at attention spans if you look at um like the things that we're we're building our lives on if you're looking at like why we can't delete instagram or tiktok for longer than like three minutes like for (laughs) me to tell to my students like go without instagram or tiktok for like a week it's like devastating to them but I remember being in that being like I can't give up on Facebook you know or whatever it was that you know but I and I think that that's that that trains us for life where we're always having instant gratification and that was not the design for life so then we only are just we're always consuming Mm. and that that was not that's not how we were made like to always be taking in stuff and even my friend said she was like I was just thinking the other day like I'm always listening to something like it's either music an audiobook a podcast like while I'm making dinner yeah I'm going to work while I'm putting my clothes on like I'm always consuming something and I think those are things that lead us to be really really exhausted really 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 tired and I think like with that information, like it makes us makes it harder for us to digest and filter because we do have to filter those things and we do have to wow. digest them uh-huh. and we have to decide for ourselves. And this was so wild because I was literally talking to myself in the car. <laughs> I, do. I have to process out loud because homegirl needs to, she has to get these things out. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I do. if they stay on me, I'll go crazy. Yeah. Um, and so I was literally in the McDonald's drive-thru lot at lunch today, like, you know what? Um, I think we trick ourselves into thinking we have more capacity than we actually do um, mm. to do things, to be at things, um, like to listen to things. Like today I had to decide on my way to work if I should listen to this 40-minute podcast. The podcast was great, but I had to really like be like, okay, wait a minute, do I have capacity right now to be able to listen to this well and digest it? Dang. And I will say, like, for the most part of the morning on my way to work, yes. 
But I think we live in a culture that glorifies multitasking. Like we're always doing that. Like we're always doing two or one things at the same time because busyness is popular and business looks good <laughs> on everybody, right? Like it's good to be busy. Like when was the last time uh. you talked to somebody and they were like, so how are you? <laughs> and then you were like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And were they like, wow. You know, they were amazed. They marvel at that. Like we marvel at business. We're jealous of people who are busy and like social media makes that so clear because everybody's posting all the highlight reels like all the popular people that we know they're posting everything so it seems like they're doing all the things all the time when really they be sitting in bed (laughs) you know like they be really sitting in bed and they probably haven't taken a shower in three days and (laughs) that's like really their life because I like know what my real life is and like I don't even post on social media. I just, I just am not one for it. I don't know how to post well, so I just don't do it. But I enjoy it just like any other consumer. But um, mm. I think that that like sets us up to think that to be like on this fast paced track of life. Mm-hmm. We're I hear like, your snaps. Yeah, I hear those. we're yeah. like our, our like our our mouths are always open, so to speak, yeah. and. I just think that that's just so unhealthy. And for me, like maybe not everybody feels that way, but I feel that way. Like for Mm -hmm. me, that's not good for me. Don't put me in a good spot mentally, emotionally, spiritually um, at all. Because I notice, like when I'm listening to a whole bunch of stuff and I got a lot of stuff going on, that's when I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not praying because I'm not having time to be still, to be quiet. And like, I remember one time being in like a, um, it was just like a regular service, but it was like when we were in college and when I was in college and um, the woman who was preaching, she was talking about hearing the voice of God. And I think that there's a real hunger for everybody, no matter how old you are or how young you are to hear God's voice. Like, I think that that's one of the most beautiful mysteries of the Christian life is how does God speak? What does he sound like? If he is speaking, what is he saying? How can we hear him? How can we know his voice better? But I think it all starts with like our intent, our posture, and how we're actually living our life day to day. And if we're filling it with so many other things, this I feel like is this is like what everybody always says, but I know this to be true in my own life. That's why I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like when, when I'm filling it up with a lot of other things and when I'm super busy and watching and doing and going all the places, that's when I feel like I have stepped the farthest away from the Lord and hearing his voice because he's not concerned, right? Like if I'm busy, you know, and everything's going good, you know, there's not time for me to really recognize if I do have a need, if I am really hungry and thirsty for his word or to hear him, um, if I'm always consuming other things. I think that's why it's really, really good for us to slow down more often. Because I know people are like, mm-hmm. do you Sabbath? Do you Sabbath? I, I know that we've kind of popularized that in like Christian culture, but we've taken what was really given as for us to like really reset <laughs> Like it's yeah. a, a holy biblical thing for us to rest. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes when I hear people talk about rest, it's like just a moment thing, like a thing we only observe on like a weekend or when we have free time, or when we can fit it into the schedule. But like, what would it look like if we built our lives around resting, being 
the main priority because it leads to us being able to spend time with God more, to hear from him more, like to just commune, to just abide, like so that we can do the other things in life. And then I think we'll find that the things that we once were doing are not as important as we thought they are yeah. or not what really was a priority and that the time that we do have is a lot more precious than we than we think it is. And I think we know that we know that, but we don't live like that. Like because we're mm. such in such in a fast pace. Like we're like, gotta, gotta. <laughs> you like we're gonna do all the things. Like energize a bunny, and yeah. I was just like, like I literally told somebody today, I was like, I what I am trying to do most now is is. What what I say to my to my mom and to other, and to my friends is like I'm in recovery of boundaries of not having boundaries. <laughs> wow! Because yeah, I uh, <laughs> I've learned that I don't have boundaries like at all, like at all at all. We need I, them. Which just was a joke. I wish just like was like oh like I'm just kidding. But uh, truly though, like did not have any type of boundaries, and um, was struggling. I think too with the difference between being a nice Christian and being a kind Christian, because those are very different. Mm, Say that again. Like struggling between being a nice Christian and a kind Christian, a a kind Christian, because those are two very different things, two very different things. Yeah. And so, and not feeling guilty about saying no to things that are good, like hanging out with people, like, me and you both love hanging out with people, but I can't do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, right. not at all. I don't and, have the capacity to do that. <laughs> well, something that my cousin has been saying, and it's kind of like a joke, like it's become a joke, but it's really serious, is no is a whole sentence. Like sometimes yes. that I feel like that if, if somebody asks me to do something, because, you know, I'm like you, like I've had little to no boundaries most of my life. And when we met each other, I was like, go, 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 do, 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 like busy, just filling my schedule with everything. And now it's like, I struggled with saying no and with setting boundaries. And I felt like I have to give an explanation or a qualifier, but no, yeah. like sometimes we just need to just not say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we just need to just say no and we don't have to have a reason, but it, it may just be that we just need to do nothing for a minute and we just need to rest. And like you said, like reset, recharge, yeah. And that's okay. But, you know, sometimes we feel guilty for it. But why? Mm-hmm. It's because of I the know. expectations or maybe the no. pressure that we feel yeah. from other people mm-hmm. or that we put on ourselves. And it can be yeah. so toxic. It is toxic. Let me tell you. Yeah. It is so toxic because, like, I, I well, I, I'm coming out of a burnout, um, a burnout season. And I say mm-hmm. season because I probably was burnt out for longer than I actually realized. Right. Same. And, um, <laughs> And I had told nobody about it. Like, only person I was really sharing or confiding in was my mom and my college roommate, like, who I we talked to on, like, a regular, like, I talked to on a regular basis. I don't know why I'm talking, referring to myself as a we. Um, but <laughs> It's okay. And I was, like, telling her, like, this is so frustrating. And I was telling my mom, like, angry, like, nobody's helping. And And it wasn't until the Lord revealed to me, like, hey, you don't have no boundaries. And also, too, have you asked those people for help? And I was like, you know Mm. what? You're right. I haven't. And 
I think like because we're really that's a hard word to say with the ly we have <laughs> similar wirings like when it comes to how we love and how we want to love people and how we want to do relationships like what we want our community to look like like I, I feel like if I if I were to say we're very much all or nothing people I feel like you probably would agree with that when it comes to love like I'm gonna be all or nothing with you you know like yeah and I think that is so good. It's a gift from the Lord that he would design us like that, that he would give us a heart like that. But that does not mean that that has to be with everybody at all mm-hmm. times, at all places, in all circumstances, because mm. we do not have the capacity to do that. And you know what the Lord revealed to me one day, like hit me like a brick wall. I was talking to my mom in the hallway, literally like standing in our hallway in our house. And I was like, you know what? Us doing all the things, saying we're going to do all the things, beat all the things, beat all the people, do, you know, is, is us, in a sense, saying that we can be like God, who is omnipresent, everywhere, all the time, in all the things, he's everyone to all people, you know, like, and I thought, wow, hmm, that is dangerous. Because God did not design me to be like him. He did design me in his image, but nowhere in the Bible does it say that I am supposed to care or or or, or be like him in all of his attributes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why boundaries are so good for us to know. Like, because God sets boundaries with us. Like, no, that ain't it. And he does it in such a loving way. Like, sometimes he may tell us why he said no. But most of the time, he just be like, no. And he ain't got to tell us why because he God, you know? And you can you can question it or whatever. You know what I mean? But I think, like, for us, we like, for me, I really, really am learning that saying no to people is okay, especially if it's a God thing. Like, and I mean that, like, in, like, a sense because I sometimes I feel like everybody wants you to be at all the things all the services, not that those things aren't good. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes we have to get alone with God and and that just be the service, like us with him. We don't have to go and say yes to that because they think it's a good idea. And I think because we don't want to let them down. This is why sometimes I don't say no. I don't say no because I'm afraid of what people are going to think about me if I say no, especially if it's got something to do with God. Like I had somebody invite me to like a, a service and there was going to be like, um, like some preaching, some worship. And they were like, well, you know, like, come on, like a friend of mine. And I was like, in a text message. And let me tell you, <laughs> I was like I'm not gonna respond I'm just gonna act like I didn't see it because (laughs) I am struggling with saying no to him because I felt like if I said no to a thing and I'm a leader in a church then that looks bad on me because why would I not want to go to a thing that obviously is about God and that they're doing this for God they want to get they want to worship him and glorify him so why don't I want to go and it really was because, like, and I didn't really have a reason. I just didn't want to go. I just kind of felt like I want to be home at that time, laying on my couch in my pajamas, 
not doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like that's for me, that's really what you thought when sit. I asked you to be on my podcast, right? Well, <laughs> no. Be honest. Well, be honest. If I'm being honest, the only reason why I was hesitant is because I was nervous and also too, I'm learning that I don't have a lot of capacity as I as I think I do, especially when it comes to conversations like I love to talk about all the things. Look, and I respect but, that. Ain't no judgment on my part. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm hearing you, and I'm like, okay, she actually has boundaries, and she's okay with saying no, which means her yes is that much more, like, important and significant when she yeah. can actually, she could tell me no. So I, I appreciate that. And I really tried to exercise that when we were planning a time, because I know me, and I know after, like, after I get out of work, I'm, I'm, I'm not a zombie, but there are some days I'm like, like I get home and I don't even talk to my mom. Like, like I just need to just not say words because all day I've been friendly on the phone. I've checked in clients and I have reached my maximum. Oh, yeah. And and I I just I don't think I've fully realized that. Well, I know I haven't. And I've lived my life like I can do this and I am friendly and I love people. And I am so nice, but like boundaries are loving for the other person that I'm saying no to and putting boundary lines and they're not selfish. Like they're not selfish. And I had a friend tell me like, cause I was like, well, like, you know what the Bible says? Like, you know, we have to put people before ourselves. I was really struggling with this because this saying no to people and not feeling guilty about it is revolutionary to me. And I don't know how other people so easily say no to things. Like my mom has no problem telling people no. And I watch her when she tells people no. And I've I seen get it too. nervous. And I'd be like, how in the world do you just tell people no and walk off? And like, she don't give them no explanation. She's just like, no. And I'm yeah, like, how? How do you do that? <laughs> I remember asking her one night, I was like, you don't feel guilty at all when you say no. She was like, no, not at all. And I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I did not know that that was a thing that people could have and that you don't have to feel guilty about saying no to people or saying no to things and I didn't know that (laughs) I didn't know that and that's wild that's wild I think like when people are like no no I'm like huh yeah it's a thing huh my mind still is not fully wrapped around that and so it, it's exciting to me when I tell people no. Like I had to have like, we had like a leadership meeting a couple of weeks ago. And I had told a friend, I was like, I need you to really challenge me on being straightforward about what I have gone through the last couple of months and setting boundaries about what I need and asking help, asking for help. And I was like, I'm super nervous because I'm going to tell you right now, that's not, I, mostly because I think I believe that I'm going to inconvenience people by saying what I need or telling them exactly how I feel and which is so so not the truth because mm-hmm. if that person says that they love me then I should be able to trust them with how I feel and if yeah. they can't handle it that's not my responsibility how you react to how I say I'm doing is not my responsibility you are so. helping some people right now me included I'm just saying you're you, just, you, you have an amen corner in me right now I mean, this is just something I have to tell myself on a daily basis. Like, how this person reacts to how I tell them is not our responsibility. Because I can't control their emotions. You're right. I can't, 
I can't do anything to change him. And if I do, then I'm trying to take on a role that was never my responsibility. Like managing how they feel is codependent. <laughs> like, look, now look, you have a psychology degree. I have a psychology degree. We've both worked with at-risk youth. We've both been in youth ministry. We both struggle with boundaries. And yeah. literally, our listeners right now are getting a free therapy session. No, you're so you're right. welcome. You're, right. you're welcome to all these <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> Maybe you needed to hear that you can say no. And yeah. you can tell them no. Like, like, like yes. I had somebody say something to me. And I'm, I'm sure you've had this happen a lot of times, too, as well. Like, say a, a person in a church, like, they're getting ready to do, like, this youth event. And they're going to preach at it because this is what has happened in the past to me. And if this person is listening, I love you, but I'm just letting you know this is where I stood <laughs> when you said this to me this day. Um, and um, he was like, yeah, so he's going to be a youth service. I'm preaching at it. And I'm like, that's so awesome. You know, I'll, I'll be there to support you. Then he was like, well, you should take the van and bring the kid. And I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> this is my thought as, as he's saying this to me because I'm thinking, so, you want me to pick up kids, take them to an event that lasts from essentially four to maybe nine on a Friday night? That's a lot of energy, a lot mm-hmm. of time. And first off, there's a couple of things. I will most likely be by myself because you're going to drive yourself to the event with your kid who's in the youth group. So, mm-hmm. he won't even be on the van. And I'll have a bunch of hooligans on the van (laughs) by myself and I'll have to drive them all home with the lights on the van that don't really work well and then be so drained and exhausted for what? And I get it. We want a disciple. We want kids to be saved, but I'm going to need support in that. So don't, Mm -hmm. what I don't like is when like people have an idea and they push it off on you as it be your idea like that thing right. be good so why don't you do it and I'm like well uh didn't you have that idea you know and Man. why you want me to do it you know that that really rubs me the wrong way if there's one thing that makes me mad is that oh that is one way to make me fume is like because that's so inconsiderate <laughs> first mm-hmm. off and second off why like why is it it that you think I should do something that you are suggesting as an idea you had like I had that idea and you know why because you had that idea (laughs) so I'll fully support you in getting that idea off the ground but I'm not gonna do your heavy lifting for something that you want to see done because if we're all able to lead if we all have the capacity to serve and to bring something to the table, which is what the Bible says, that's why we're called the body of Christ, then it is not just on the leader's shoulders or responsibility to mm-hmm. be the ones planning and networking and, and, and coordinating events and spearheading stuff at the church. I'm all for having an event for kids or students or, or whatever they're like. But what I'm not going to do is have somebody push an idea off on me because they didn't want to do it and carry it. Uh-uh. No. No way, no how. Not here, not mm. today. And 
That's so why good. I'm learning that it's okay to tell people no in that. Like, yeah. like my friend was like, but you're already have enough on your plate. Like, yeah. Right now, just doing the day-to-day weekly stuff for the student ministry is enough. And it is actually your primary focus because it is. Exactly. Being focused on them studying the word of God was the only reason why I got into this. And that is why I do it every week is because I want them to know their Bibles better every week. That's the only reason why I do this. Yes, I want them to have movie nights and have fun and invite their friends. But I'm also not one for events. Like, that's not my physical strength, like, to plan and do all kinds of sort of kind of events. And as you know, overnight ministry is not for me. <laughs> that is not for me. Like, and that's I get okay. to in a night, like, where the kids, they get, they start looking like, like, monsters to me. And I get <laughs> angry because I need sleep. Like, it's not yeah. okay for me to be up all hours of the night and then still be kind to kids in the morning when we drop them off. Right. Because I'll tell you right now, there I came so close in some of those lock-ins cussing kids out because I am not my best self right now. And I know the Holy Spirit lives within me, but them, that type of stuff be making me feel like I'm really getting close to being unsaved. And that's just me. Like that's just me. Like that's just how I am. And you but know what? People, they're like, I love overnights. Let's do like, them. I am so proud of you because I'm just, I'm listening to you and I'm like, you know, an age doesn't really mean a whole bunch, but like, you know, I just know you're 25 years old, almost 26. I know you went to early college, um, you know, through high school, you went to Liberty university, you got a psychology degree. Um, you're working with teenagers in the work field and at church, you're learning boundaries, you're learning like, you know, family systems, all these kind of things. And at only 25 years old, you were already learning some things that people, you know, twice and three times your age have never mastered or even come close to that. And, you know, I'm just like trying to recap, like you have given so much in this episode and like you've just poured out, you've given so much wisdom and um, an insight from your perspective. But I think a lot of people will be able to relate with you whether they're in youth ministry or whether they're in a relationship, whether they're in anything where they're needing boundaries uh, or just, you know, just you're, you're giving them permission to, Hey, like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to, to rest. It's okay to take some time for yourself to, you know, like you said, to, to reset and to digest all of the consumption that we've had. Like so many things that you've said have just hit home with me. And I know I'm not the only one. And so I didn't mean to like cut you off. I'm just like, dude. No, yeah. Like, you I mean you've been on a roll, and you you're you're a gift. You're a gift to everybody that that knows you. And I know that I started off the the podcast with saying, "Why do you love me?" And I want to kind of wrap it up and end it with, "Why do I love you?" Um, you are seriously one of the most genuine and authentic people I have ever met in my entire life. You are one of the funniest people. I have ever met in my entire life. Um, when you sing and when you worship, it is like otherworldly how you just go into a zone where it might as well be nobody else in the room, but you and Jesus. And I've witnessed that on my screen and porch at my parents' house. I've witnessed that, witnessed that on a stage at a church. I've witnessed that in addiction recovery centers. I've witnessed that, um, 
you know, in other places at concerts or just random whatever. And you are, I know you said it about me, but like you are consistent and you're so just your heart is, is literally on your sleeve and, and on your tongue and in your eyes everywhere you are. And it has become so evident in this episode as you're like talking that your heart is just like oozing out of your words. And, and it shows that you are not only compassionate and considerate to people, but you also take care of yourself and take care of your soul so that you can be better for everyone else. And that is just like, that is gold. Like that is something at whatever is more valuable than gold, whatever, whatever that may be. And that is you. And I appreciate that about you. And man, I want to tell you, like, normally I have like rapid fire questions, but I don't, I'm not even going to like do those in this episode because like you have, you've just given so much. I don't even want to like make it on a rapid fire note to end on, but I want to ask you really quick Mm -hmm. as we're, as we're ending here. um, I just, like, I want to ask you to give just a piece of wisdom and you can call it like a prayer or a blessing or whatever you want to, to verbalize it as. But I want you to speak into people, whether they're teenagers, whether they're people that are struggling with boundaries, um, whether they are parents of teenagers, anything like that. I want you just to speak just 60 seconds, a nugget of wisdom into their life. Okay. There is a difference between selfishness and self-sabotage. And it is okay to say no. It is okay to have boundaries. It is okay to be different, to have different things that you like, to be different than your friends. Like you were made to be different on purpose. Like God has a, a calling on your life. He has a special thing that he has prepared you for. Like the word says that he's prepared us for good works and they don't have to look like everybody else's. They, they're not supposed to. And mm-hmm. it is okay for you to be peculiar and it is okay for you to 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 love people well and to also have boundaries. And and it's okay to live a life of slower pace than everybody. You don't have to run every day. This is mm-hmm. this is not a, a this is not a race. It is a marathon and it is meant to go at a pace that is sustainable. So let Jesus be the one who tells you how to spend the days how to spend the moments that you're living. Um, let him guide you because that's what he's supposed to. That is what he wants to do. He wants to to do work in our mundane, unspecial days. So, mm. Thank you. This was awesome. I had so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And we're just, we're going to end on that. So, All right. Thank you, and thank you for everyone to listen to another episode of Church Talks. Hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks, could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening, and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is, where you're listening. Uh, That would mean a ton to me, and that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.